Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. Welcome to Flame On. I'm Brian. And, oh my god, I have a full table in front of me. Woo! People who is it because you... you're hungry? Oh. I, I am a little peckish. It's I am true. hungry. So, I don't know if you picked up. Uh, longtime listeners might recognize that sound. Could you do that sound again? Hi, guys! <laughs> or that works, too. So, that's Eric. Again, longtime listeners know Eric was a quintessential part of the cast for years and years He's and years. He's being very condescending. No, I'm not. No, you were. You, I, nothing was, it was all true. Now, you've been busy. You've yes. been away. Yes. But I'm so happy you're here for a very specific reason. Me too. Uh, we have Oral, of course, over there on the Hi, mic. everyone. Uh, special guest, other Eric, because, you know, we can't have two Erics. It's confusing. I'm the other one. The other white meat. <laughs> and, of course, the executive producer-in-chief, Pat. What up? So, Wonder Woman is a movie, and it is our responsibility to talk about it and give it lots of praise, I think. That's, that's kind of the way the internet has told me I need to react. So, I'm going to start with Wonder Woman. Yay! We finally have a Wonder Woman movie. Isn't that great? It only took, like, a score. It literally <laughs> only took a score of years. Oh, my God. I feel it's so been old. Linda Carter until, what, a month ago? <laughs> And that stuff still holds up. Let me tell you, it's still pretty oh, girl, damn good. Have you watched? No, oh. it doesn't. No, I like it. The I music still... does, but no. The big bouffant around the corner. Do you know my favorite <laughs> season? My favorite season is the first season. The first season in World War II. The Pantalettas? Is that what was that? Yeah, the big bloomers she had on with the stars. Oh gosh, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Mm. But anyway, I baggy. really like that because it's it's dated, but it's period piece. Anyway, so we have a movie now. It's unfortunately a part of the DC movie universe, which is. A mixed bag, I think. It's we the only agree. bright spot. The only. <laughs> Seriously. And it was still a little dull in the color tones, but overall, it, it was, was a, a lot bright spot. than everything else. <laughs> so That's very true. Let's just go around and do gross, I don't mean that in the gross way, impression of the movie. Uh, 
special guest and welcoming back Eric. Hi. What was your thought on the movie? My thought, of course, I was very happy that I finally got a Wonder Woman movie. And Gal Gadot, I didn't expect her to bring what she did bring to the character. But I really think... I haven't seen the, the mix the way I've seen since Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot. I mean, if it was anybody else cast as Steve Trevor, I don't think it would have worked as well. I think the magic that they had and the energy and everything really worked for me and made me really feel a part of that she was innocent and he was just that male chauvinist pig. That was she. I just loved the whole dynamic of their relationship. And the movie itself was a great origin story. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed every minute of it. And we should say that currently you are wearing a lovely Wonder Woman t-shirt. Of course. Of course and many times over has dressed up as Wonder Woman in various forms. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll deny, deny, deny. <laughs> At conventions, running around with his bracelets, kissing people, or being kissed by people. You're quite a Wonder Woman fan. So that means okay. a lot. You enjoyed it. You thought the origin was good. And you accepted all the little tweaks they made. I, mean, I did. Well, what I liked about it, it's... Look, I've always been a fan. You know, my whole time I've been a fan of Wonder Woman. But I fell in love with her because of Brian Azzarello's run. That's when I fell in love with the character. And the fact that Patty Jenkins kept that character made me really happy. I was thrilled about it. So the changes Azzarello made to, like, the classic Wonder Woman is what? The, and the, we're going to spoil things, by the way. So just oh, be, she was be, made of clay, yep. but she was made of clay, they said, in name only because they had to hide her from Athena. You know, that she's really Zeus's daughter, things like that. And I love that she's actually a god. And then Not Athena, Hera. Hera. And she is then related to Ares, the god of war. Right. And that's a, that's a key thing for later in the movie. So... Oral, what did you think? I know you're also a very big Wonder Woman fan. Yeah, I actually got to see it with Eric because Eric and I actually don't get to hang out a lot. Ever. Um, but I got to see it the two days before it came two. out. Um, this movie, like in its DNA, is everything I, I needed it to be because not only was it the Azarello run, which is my favorite run of Wonder Woman of all time, it also had... Um, Alan Heinberg's fingerprints all over it. And if anybody who knows me knows that I was obsessed with looking, um, I am I am Patrick. <laughs> Just ruining all your relationships and hoping for the best. Um, he also worked on um, the Young Avengers. Like, he gave us the Young Avengers, that original run up until Children's Crusade. He's one of my favorite, I guess, creators. And so... Queer creator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I just kept saying, like, even the, the dull parts of this movie somehow resonate with me. And I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. And then I realized, you know, when his name came up, Alan Heinberg, I'm like, it all makes sense. Yeah, I was shocked. I didn't realize he had screenwritten. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like you said, the, the, the dull points, they were maybe a little more dull than others, but they still carried their weight. And, and looking back on it, it's because... Heinberg does this sort of slice of life stuff that I really kind of gravitate towards. And, you know, the inner workings between Diana and this like Howling Commandos S crew. (laughs) You know, even though it it's telegraphed in a lot of areas, it works for me because. Heinberg did it. And Mm -hmm. once I realized that, I'm like, okay, so I am I was going to be. I was going to be biased anyway, but now I can literally 
say nothing bad about it because it's everything I wanted. Good, Eric. Um, I have not been a reader of Wonder Woman comics. Not that I don't like the character, but just really just wasn't my. But you've seen the TV show. Yes, I've seen Linda Carter, and that's fantastic. Uh, and the cartoons, the, probably right. Yeah. Um, Who Heinberg also I think was involved in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the movie was great. It was just very hopeful in a way that the other parts of the DCU have not been. Um, they've just been a lot darker, and this was more uplifting and just happier. Yeah. So. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Pat. Now is the time where we start to... The uh, voice of this tension. Stone, huh? <laughs> it was a good movie. <coughs> I'm not going to get into... I, I, I feel like we'll get into high points and low points oh. later on. So, um, overall, it was a good movie. It's what the uh, DCEU needed in order to not completely collapse it upon itself. Um, I'm glad that it was Wonder Woman that was the bright spot in this whole thing as opposed to like Batman or, or Superman. Not that they're, you know, not that I want a bad Batman or Superman movie, but it, um, it gave a bit of a, a, a shot in the arm and a boost for the fact that it's a female lead. It's a female director. Like the fact that there are so many things that are underrepresented in not just movies, but the superhero genre. Like it, it was, I'm really happy that Wonder Woman was that movie to, to really kind of to break through for for DC in that respect. I had issues with it. Maybe it's nitpicking. Um, I, but overall, it was a good movie. I wasn't I wasn't mad about going to see it. I wasn't you know like I didn't walk out of there going, God damn, I want my my two hours and twenty minutes back like I've done for some other movies, <laughs> in and outside of the the superhero genre. You know, I I compare it to like Guardians of the Galaxy where like I walked out saying, all right, that was a good movie, but I had problems with it. Like it wasn't like this. Oh my god, are you talking like, about Guardians two? Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate Guardians two. I, I didn't hate it. I there were some issues that I walked out and I was like, mm. and the same thing with Wonder Woman. Like I walked out of it going, all right, cool. Overall, good movie, but you know, and we'll get to that. I'll I'll be that voice of dissension for the uh, the, <laughs> the part I got where it's the like stone ready, <laughs> and and that's fine. Like I I I would never put it down for anybody else. And I know a lot of people. I've never been a big Wonder Woman fan never been a big dc fan like i respect and i understand the love for wonder woman it's just never been my back like that's never been something that i've been like oh my god i love wonder woman but i have a shit ton of friends at this table and outside of this this room who are huge wonder woman fans that just tripped over themselves just with the praise and i love that i want my friends who love these characters to be like this is the representation and um, I when you said that, Eric, when you said that, um, you couldn't see anybody other than Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. I refute that. My sen- sentiment on that is, Gal would carry any leading man because of Batman v Superman. Because mm-hmm. honestly, the biggest bright spot of that movie was Gal and um, Affleck. In the museum, not as Wonder Woman and, and Batman, but as Bruce and Diana, I wanted a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type like movie with the two of them. 
I think she brings that charm out in the the male counterpart, which just shows how strong of an actress she is, and the fact that she not only met but exceeded any expectations for her as Wonder Woman. Like, I think you could throw a freaking like a stone dressed up as as a man <laughs> and be like, "All right, gal, you're you're acting opposite this rock," and people be like, "Oh my god, that rock was amazing," <laughs> because she just has that that. Energy and that she just exudes this kind of just aura, positive strength. Yeah, it just it 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 brought everybody else up around her. So, and I mean, Chris Pine was was, did a good job in in the role. He was a great Captain Kirk. I mean, he was. That's (laughs) what he he reminded me of. Remember in the animated Wonder Woman, Nathan Fillion, Steve Trevor, and that's what I liked. That was the same kind of a For a character. second, I thought you said Nathan Lane, uh, no. Steve Trevor. And I was like, well, that was a creative choice. I don't remember Nathan that. We can do it. I just we don't. can do it. I don't remember we him being We can do it. Yes, we can. Diana! <laughs> oh, my God. I now want to see Steve Trevor played by Nathan Lane can we and have a live action Nathan Pillion, Steve Trevor. I want like a multiverse of Steve Trevor's. And it's Chris Pine, Nathan Pillion, and Nathan Lane. Steve Trevorversity. Side note. I saw Star Trek Beyond yesterday, finally, yep. for the first time. What'd you think? Trash. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was funny. That was the last one, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, right. here's the thing. Hey, it's better I, than they Insurrection. They had me. Everything's better than Insurrection. <laughs> well, but if you're going to have a whole white team movie, like, it could be worse. It's No, it's... They could be searching for God. Just saying. Uh. You know, my I've never really been a fan of any of the Star Trek movies. Like, I think they're the weakest part of the franchise. Besides Enterprise, but um, which is just a millstone around our necks. But Chris Pine isn't a bad actor. Like I don't no. have a problem with the acting there. I think sometimes when you think about direction studios want, you know, movies to take, or um, or you know, the way people portray characters can really, you know, generate barriers. And I don't think that you know. Chris Pine and and was it was it Lyle, Lyle Wagner? They oh. kind of played oh. the same person for me because you know like here's yeah. this guy I'm charming I'm I'm smart I'm not dumb right I know how the world works world weary yeah yeah, yeah and it but that when kinda, Chris Pine smiles he doesn't have that gleam uh, yeah. Lyle Wagner either <laughs> yeah that trademark. So I will say I had a thing for Lyle Wagner as a yeah. What? I know, I know. Did you really? I, yeah, that's so funny. I don't remember if I saw him and thought anything because was so I was so young and just I don't know. Also, Paul Ingalls. Who? Paul Ingalls. Paul Ingalls. Who's that? From Little House on the uh, Oh, yeah. he was Paul. Yeah, I had okay. a thing for Michael Landon. Oh, uh, oh, well, and his son who died of a morphine overdose. Oof. Of course you did. So, I will say that I'm more on Pat's side of this. I would never, ever try to, like, destroy this movie, like, critically. Because it was great. Overall, it was great. And the best part of it was I was so surprised at how good it was. Because I really was pessimistic that the studio would get in and muck it up, make it too dark, make it too this, make it that. And they almost succeeded in a few key places. I think the last act is very Zack Snyder-y to its detriment, to the movie's detriment. Big battle. Yeah. Big battle areas. I loved Gal Gadot. I had no idea what to expect because when they first announced her, I was like, who? We what? saw the skinny little t-pick. And she's skinny, and it was like, no. Now I get it. Totally understand. I love Robin Wright. Oh, yes. oh my freaking Lord. From Buttercup 
And everything she's done since, which I should probably know more. House of Cards. House of, House cards. of cards. I don't watch House of Cards. She's Lady Macbeth. That's right. <laughs> but like seriously, everything about Themyscira and uh, the Amazons was really great. That that I think was pitch perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because you know there was that rumor that oh look Amazons are just you know elements of Krypton like this like splinter force and I'm like no like you can bring in the gods like mm-hmm. it's fine you haven't done anything that that rules them out I think you know we think of them as like just these celestial beings anyway and to know that you know like Zeus and his last act of compassion he's like hey I'm dying here's the island protect man but actually don't protect man it's too late <laughs> But I liked it and with the Amazons is the way when Robin's character, you know, she died in heroics, but the other Amazon that ran over, it kind of showed that it's obviously there's a lot of lesbianism going on without throwing it in everybody. They didn't. OK, this was an interesting sort of like finer point. Nothing conveyed sexuality as much as that they cared about each other. There was, of course, one reaction, like you said, right, yeah, she it was, was like, very intense from someone like. Mm-hmm way over in the distance so you could read that in if you want and i think that's totally valid or you could just accept that they're all sort of sisters i mean this is the thing they 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 played that line very carefully in this in this political climate with people of these days you could easily see them going one way or the other it's a spectrum it's It's like a (laughs) rainbow almost but like they, they 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 really found that fine line to go look if you want to think they're lesbians, they're lesbians. If you don't want to think they're, I don't. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not. They're the lesbians. Well, well, of course they're lesbians, but you know. The mascara. The art of as, pleasure as doesn't need a man. Yeah, I mean, as a paradise that it is. Yeah. It's like prison. Oh, you can't go anywhere else. <laughs> Amazon is the new black. What? Yeah. So apparently, you just you gotta make do with what you got. Well, they've written treatises about how to pleasure each other, so that's great. Um, Connie Nielsen as uh, Hippolyta, pretty good overall. Pretty she good. it's so so slight, it's some key moments, but overall it's kind of like. Wasn't uh, she Gwyneth Paltrow? What? Who was Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow was not was in the movie. It. Was she not? No. <laughs> Connie Nielsen looks like Gwyneth Paltrow. No, she does. Not at all. As Hippolyta? No. I, am I crazy? Yes. <laughs> Okay, honey. Excuse me, Mr. Producer Man. Were you, could you look this goop up? or something when you watched it? Was I could have sworn. <laughs> Were you drinking? Did you not? Had, had you been drinking? I'm, I don't think I was. I don't think you were. It, did you see it in 3D? I didn't. It, oh, well. I had a delicious adult um, Lunchable <laughs> at that theater. <laughs> it's an adult. It's it had soap prasada, not salami. I was going to say. <laughs> Oh my God! Did you get that? Really? Those things look ridiculous. <laughs> you know, you say it's ridiculous, but it's delicious, and it's only like two hundred and thirty-eight calories. Well, all right, it's not bad. I'm gonna and be it makes people think one of the throws in yes, the movie. Seriously. It's got a hallucinogenic. <laughs> Um, I thought she was Hapata. I'm just like, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, you know, look normal, but that's fine. It's Connie Nielsen. Yeah, Connie Nielsen. I could have sworn she was in that movie. So we should talk a little bit about some of the supporting characters. Uh, We'll get to the uh, Charge of the Light Brigade, the French French Legion, or whatever that group was, the Howling Commandos. United United Colors Colors of Benetton. Benetton. Thank you. 
Um, if we also suddenly just like short circuit, it's because there's storms in the area. There's a storm a coming. Sounds like about to start raining men. When you do a lot of radio, nobody would know. No, but if it's in the You thing, always talk about it, you can't hear it. Well, I'm telling the listeners so they can We live extra. in Florida. It's the lightning capital of the world. And I'm getting well, the not fuck about Vol- it here when I can. At least it's not Volusia. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So what did you guys think of the villains? Let's start with Lud. Ludendorff, who's a real historical figure in World War One, which I did not know, but I found out, uh, played by Danny Houston. Most recently, at least I saw him on American Horror Story as the love interest for uh, what's her name, Lang. Jessica Lang in the he was the saxophone coven. killer. Yes, he was coven. in coven. And I think he was, was in also an axe murderer. Yes, and um, he was in Wolverine Origins as Striker. Yes, oh my God, was. that was him. That was him. Oh wow! Walk until your feet bleed. <laughs> And he walked right to the mascara. <laughs> now, what did we think of uh, at least initially him and Doctor Poison, uh, played by who's someone else I've never heard of, Alana An- Ania, Alina Ania, played Doctor Poison, who is a real Wonder Woman villain, of course, like from way back. Um, did you guys like accept that as their like as a villain? It was kind of like oh, okay. um, Ludendorff felt like a caricature to me. Yes, um, yeah. Poison. Also, to a lesser extent, um, but it takes a monster to create mustard gas. Seriously. And, and then improve. And then worse. No, I'm sorry, to improve upon mustard yeah. gas. So that that didn't bother me. Lindor though, like, it's, I could have, I could have, it could have been anybody else. Did he, you enjoy the fact that he got superpowers and that she had invented poppers for him to get <laughs> superpowers from? Because I will tell you. I did enjoy that fact. That, and that fact. the only thing, BJ is not here today, but he wanted to make sure that he contributed to the show. He said, please talk about how Ludendorff got his powers from amyl nitrate. Or we assume. You know, sometimes <laughs> when you're with a gentleman of a certain prowess, yes, poppers do convey. They give you superpowers. They, yes. yes they do. <laughs> You can what, do wait, more than you could do before. What superpower would you call that? Um, durability. Durability. Um, I'm now just imagining Link taking a hit of poppers, and you just see the durability, like the like an extra, th- an extra three minutes of durability. Yeah. Um, I was thinking more penetrability. Is that a superpower? <laughs> I guess so. Now, Ludendorff. God, I need to make it back to California. (laughs) Ludendorff did not seem to have either of those, except for maybe the durability. But he he seemed to have a like a slight hulking out moment. And of course, that was I think they introduced that just for him to fight Wonder Woman later. So Mm. it was kind of it was kind of weird that he did it the first time, and then he did it when he did the mustard gas tack on the Germans. Like he just seemed like a wannabe Red Skull. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did come off as a puppet. Like I, I felt because you're you're made to believe that he's the big villain, and it's like, wow, he's kind of flat. I don't. I never no. believed yeah, I he was he, the main well, villain. There was always going to be a twist. Yeah, and we like strange. we knew he wasn't Ares because they played it in so much that he's quoting you know about the Greek gods and all this stuff. You're like, no, he's not Ares. Excuse me. He's just a terrible man, and that's <laughs> fine. I just wanted like that character. He was flat. He wasn't dynamic. Yeah. Um, very, very caricature, like you said, like twisting the mustache mm-hmm. a little too much. What about uh, Doctor Poison herself? Though, I mean, is she 
actually a significant Wonder Woman villain. Early on. Early That's on. the thing about She's Wonder Woman. Now. She doesn't really have significant now? villains. People remember Cheetah, yep. mm-hmm. um, Cersei, yeah. and uh, Ares, and now you have the Firstborn, but we haven't seen him in a while because right. that's an Azarello like character. Yeah. But other than that, if it's not someone of antiquity... It's just somebody she knew because she was piling around with the Justice League. Because it almost felt like Dr. Poison was just being set up to, like, in a future movie, be the big bad. Yeah, they did kind of leave that open-ended. But um, what did you guys think about moving the story to World War I from the more traditional World War II? It doesn't really... I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. I actually thought it, it surprised me because the first one I heard they were doing, I was like, no, don't do that. It actually worked really well. It did. Because when she's confronting humanity for the first time, the worst time for humanity is when we're doing World War One, which is the worst of all wars. Like, just, that I mean, World War Two is the Great War. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, that's a perfect moment when you're like, oh, no, mankind is great. They've just been led down a dark path. Well, no shit. They're, like, killing everybody. It's It's terrible. Plus, I would say it's. I haven't seen a World War One movie in a long time. That was a really decent World War One representation. It was to see No Man's Land in that stark way, where there's that little was it Belgian town or whatever, like just decimated, and then to have the I just say Franco Prussian, the heroic moment of Wonder Woman's like reveal is her saying, "No, we're going to save this town. Like we're going to." And ultimately, in the and the horrors that is man, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I, I think the move I think the movie got the tones right. I think their tones were perfect. I think their execution and showing these like opposing figures, I think that's where it kinda lacks. Because even the reveal of Ares and that entire fight, it was really cool to see Wonder Woman fight, but you know, me remembering that Linda Carter era, I like the No Man's Land part better. I oh, love so the, the fighting love on that. the beach. And that final fight just seemed like this. It's it's the final fight of um, any, I shouldn't say any big superhero movie. But, but most. But most. And Guardians is guilty of it, too. Absolutely. Where you have these, like, you know, overpowering. Fight a yeah, yeah. Overpowering, like, villains that you have to overcome, this and the other why Guardians, like the first Guardians worked and the second one didn't in that final scene is that you band together to fight. It's where the formula for a lot of these type of movies are revealed where you have to keep upping the stakes. So that third act has to be the highest stakes. Yeah, and... When in life, that's never the case. No Man's Land was the highest stake, that whole battle that she did. But with... uh, it's like, who, who, did you say, did you say Brian or was it Pat that it was very Zack Snyder? The third act is very yeah. Zack Snyder, and it was because now that as soon as you said that, I went to when they were fighting Doomsday, that big bright light, yep. all of that stuff. I'm like, oh crap, it was. Yeah. Well, there was a complete tonal shift of the movie because right. it had it felt like one movie, and then from the Ares reveal through that fight, it was like, wait a minute, did I did I hit the remote and ended up on a different channel, like? It really it pulls you kind of out of the feel of the movie. Well, when you talk and like now that I'm thinking about it, it's like thinking about that whole ending of it goes to the Zack Snyder. Then I feel it cuts to back to Patty Jenkins with Steve Trevor, yes. mm-hmm. and then it goes back to you know. Now it's yeah. going back and forth. I'm like, wow, that wasn't well, blended. Well, they ended yeah. it with a way that even though she decimated Ares, she still did it in a way that was true to her. I am the agent of love. I am trying to give humanity a chance. 
it was empowering, and especially again for a woman in representation, it was great. But like, it, yeah, I don't know. It's hard because I want to enjoy those moments, but we have such saturation of those now in our in our language as movies that it's almost just predictable and like, okay, who cares? I would almost rather, and I'm stealing this from somebody else. I don't remember who. I would almost rather had there be no Aries that. The true enemy of man is just man. And that whole killing Ludendorff didn't really change anything. It was something else that changed it. You know what I mean? It was just some other action. Or Steve Trevor's thing would have been the thing or something. I think that was just too risky of a move. But I think it would have worked. Because ultimately, us leading up to this, yes, Diana is is divine in some aspects. And we know that. But we as viewers see Wonder Woman as this like mythic character. So that works. And she's in in man's world that doesn't have any magic. Like, yeah, like you could say like Ares still influences people. But I think that the movie is is most palpable in those moments where you look at humanity and say, you know, Ares isn't around. You know, this is what we do to ourselves. You know, yes, there is good. There is beauty in the world. But there is also an ugliness and you can't look at one and not look at the other. And had they done that and she had just come around, I think that would have been cool. I didn't think Steve had to die. I'm really, yeah. I think ultimately I'm just done with having love interests die to make a person seem interesting. Yes. Well, it's. Because they fridged him. Yes, it's, they did. Well, it's tough because with Steve Trevor and the whole fact that it's World War One, because now you have the Peggy Carter problem. Where all the rest of the movies are going to be present day, he's going to be dead. Well, unless it's the Lyle Wagner effect, where it was his great grandson. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, they look exactly, exactly the same. Yeah. In fact, even better in some cases. But um, in to that point, look at um, Ant Man, because they actually were able to kind of have some little inklings of um, Peggy and Howard Stark. Yeah, because they had the the opening to the movie was it Stark Industries or was it was not Stark Industries? Um, Shield, Shield. Oh, yeah, n- beginnings of Shield. Yeah, like well, late seventies. Well, because they well no, it was like the, it was like the eighties because it was before like and um, but they they had that part of it oh, and yeah. they were able to have a piece of like bringing Agent Carter, bringing like that kind of stuff together and making it almost weave into the MCU. So now you don't just have this one. One piece from Captain America, and then this TV show that just kind of then ends nowhere. Right. But you're able to have a little bit of that incorporated into the movies. They could have possibly done something to not kill him and then weave him into other things that she'll be involved with. Because this entire movie was a giant flashback. Um, It was was all done as a flashback, which I... (laughs) Wait, a flashback to what? Like a flashback to... (laughs) It, it. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> like. I didn't like that setup for the movie. Flashback. I think. I think the movie should have been like an actual as it was happening, and then ended with like you could have then ended into like segued into like the DC EU movie verse, and and not had that. They did that as a studio choice, I think, to make it like abundantly clear. Look, this is that person you met in the previous movie. Yeah, and I, look, it ties in. It's I all think one it's thing. a weak narrative uh, narrative device, but it's 
it does, I don't think it hurts the movie at all. It's just it's unnecessary. I think, it's, like it, said. Yeah, it's unnecessary. But how many things like I know. you know? I watched the Rocketeer. I love the Rocketeer. Oh, but the Rocket, too. a lot of the Rocketeer is unnecessary. Sure. <laughs> just, I will say that what I would like to see in the sequel is that they continue in this tales from Wonder Woman's past. I don't want to see them just put Wonder Woman out there in society today. A, because then you have to deal with the fact that you have a Justice League. Well, why aren't they helping out? Which is always a problem when you deal with these stories. They're out in space well, somewhere. Right. But if you keep like the tales of a, of a Amazon princess, whatever, you could do World War II. You could do any other conflict. You could do any other era. And you still have Etta Candy, who was amazing, by oh the way. Gosh, she was hilarious. Etta was hilarious. I really love that they included her. Um, but you can draw on some of the other rich history that she has in, in the in DC universe. And still, hell, you could even have like JSA people show up. You could have all kinds of interesting stories to tell in a past one woman, not in a present one. But I'm, I'm almost certain that's not what they're going to do. No, that's, I mean, in the past, in the comic books, the, when the Wonder Woman that was on the Justice Society was Apollo. Oh, that's true. You know, so that's well, now. Well, I change that, though. Erase, 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 erase. Yeah. Erase. Um, what did you think of, I want to go a little deep here on this one, Marston's influence in terms of the bondage? Did you see, I saw little moments, and I don't think I was reading into it, of that classic bondage. You achieve, like, release and uh, whatever through bondage, like the whole Marsden philosophy behind Wonder Woman. Did you guys pick up on that a little bit? So the scene where I'm not as untoward as you. No, no, no. It's okay. So for those shut up, girl. Well, no, that's actually good because for those you don't know, the guy who created Wonder Woman. Uh, James Marsden, or I'm probably doing oh, James. Oh no, I know Marsden. that part. Not James. Th- Marsden. That's not James. It's Marsden. not James Marsden, but Marsden. Cyclops. Not, no, not Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops Wait, created. Spy- he did no. seem like a little bitch. <laughs> he was a interesting character. He was a psychologist. He believed in the uh, the what's the matriarchy. He actually had a wife and a live-in mistress, and they it was all. Molten. M-O-U-L? It's Marsden, but I think there's another name. It's like something, something Marsden. Anyway, he had all these interesting, like, female relationships. Some people probably go, oh, that's a little one man and two women, but whatever. But, like, it's a fascinating thing. And his whole thing was uh, he wanted the women to control him. He wanted to serve them in many ways to achieve, like, freedom and liberty. You know, I don't know. Whole thing, whole philosophy. I'm not doing it justice. So... Wonder Woman, early on, a lot of times, Wonder Woman is in bondage. What is it? William Moulton Marston. 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 You say you guys are both partially. So, the scene I'm thinking of is anything with the golden lasso, or the lasso of... Oh, the bridle. What what they call it? The lasso of... Not truth. They call it something else, but... Hestia. Hestia. Hestia, I was thinking of uh, the Zelda little shake in the maracas. What's his name? Hestu. Oh, Hestu. Yeah. Um, I hate him. Oh. And I hate the Koroks. I burn that forest to the ground, goddammit. Um, so, like, any scene where uh, Steve Trevor is in that golden lasso and sort of has to tell the truth because of that. Um, Wonder Woman, I think, in the end, the third act, gets kind of like a corset of metal from Ares, like pinning her to the ground. Any of that imagery is very like common in early Wonder Woman, especially when Marston was writing it. Um, so I just felt like that was kind of interesting to see peek through. Cause again, that's sort of the history of Wonder Woman. Like that's where that was where Marston's mind was before the character sign kind of went on and did other things. But, yeah. um, no, uh, I mean, that makes sense. Like you're, you know, when bound they're compelled. Right. And it's, painful but only if you resist uh, yeah 
And, you know, when you submit, there is a sense of, you know, relief that you see on their faces. So I think that was like a a very subtle. Very subtle. Because, I mean, back in the day when she was bound by her lasso in Mm -hmm. the comic book, she was weakened. Yes. She's powerless. Yeah. And now I can't see that happen with this one. Well, I think even (laughs) like Grant Morrison's relatively recent Wonder Woman thing, they brought he brought that element back in too. You know, it wasn't bad. No, I will say it it wasn't. It wasn't. There were some art problems that I was like, oh my goodness. But um, but no, I I was glad to see the history of the character reflected that, and the history of the character as a strong woman who has strong female relationships. What did you? And we talked a little about Steve Trevor. Did you did you enjoy the fact that they sort of seemed to consummate their relationship? Because I know people who absolutely hated that. They're like, we did not need to see them hook up on. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but that's that's that is his that is her love interest. That is the main love interest. Like it's the first man that she had a feeling for yeah. outside of vagina. She was just like, oh, what's that? So like, you <laughs> have to do that. I feel like you yeah. don't have to show them having sex, and they didn't. But I think it was right nice. And, and really I'm glad. Cute. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. I, I I have always had issues like, ooh, I almost died. Well, time to have sex with you. Like. <laughs> I, I just I stress mean, is we, an aphrodisiac. Then why? Is it? <laughs> why do you keep putting yourself in life-threatening situations when a man is around? It's a good tactic. I think that is a read. That is a read <laughs> and a slight directed at me, sir. I call shade. <laughs> I mean, I detected just a hit. That on me. That was just I found it. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have a problem with it? In this no, okay. no, no, no. And you know, as you, I don't want to speak for BJ, but if BJ was here, I think he would have loved that because you know there is a sense of because he's a thirsty bitch. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. You called him a twisted bitch. No, I thirsty. Heard... Well, twisted too, but thirsty. Yeah. Um. No. I. There is a sense of catharsis when you know you have this sort of. Like aggression, whether it be sexual or otherwise. And, you know, when you're fighting against something and you finally either, you know, come out victorious, which is impossible under the lasso, um, there is a sense of relief. And I think I think it works because ultimately, you know, cat and mouse or bat and cat, it's all that sort of will they, won't they Yes, they will. And most recently in Batman, they they do. Oh my! Often, and it but it works because that is an arc of a relationship. If you have chemistry with someone, and you're in a situation where you know these sort of things will happen, it makes sense if you know you're both human or even partially human that you give in to these like wants and desires. You know, Wonder Woman desires a lot. She desires peace for man. She desires to go back home to Themyscira. And she also desires, like, has... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Carnal desires. And to dismiss those, um, I think, weakens the character overall because... You know, she's nigh invulnerable. You know, Superman is nigh invulnerable. How do you make them vulnerable? You make them human. No, I agree. All I heard is I have to burn down my house to have sex with my husband. <laughs> you would hear that, Gene Ray. That's the only way it'll work for me. You would totally hear that. That's what I said. Lord. So, overall... Like, what did we not like? Like, we're, I mean, we've kind of touched a few things, but like, what did we just, we wish we hadn't done the third act or we had, it had been different. We wished, I don't know, certain scenes on a boat maybe were a little uh, too much. Listen, I can't be the only one that had something that they didn't, didn't like in the movie. I, I no, saw, I saw no. it three times. I got nothing. Go, I saw go. it twice. You saw it two, two more times without mm-hmm. me, you bitch. Mm-hmm. I had some time between appointments. So I was like, well, I'll go get some Wonder Woman. <laughs> Now, maybe this is comic book history and I'm just not aware of it, but was it completely necessary to have such a stereotypical Native American? Well, wait, isn't he supposed to be a character? Didn't they say he's some kind he of a is. god? He's a demigod. That's what I wasn't sure. If, if, it, he's, if it was played he's that Maui? way because they, well, he's a character. Yeah, they. it was after like the movie had been out. They uh, He says the name he says his name and somebody was like was this just you know whatever like was it a throwaway line or whatnot and they pretty much kind of were like nope that's the character and that's you know he's a demigod and so i don't i i I don't know the history of wonder woman i just remember seeing um, the story i've read a lot of wonder woman i don't remember that at all him being his character Mm -mm. i I'm looking it up, so please call. Okay, on. so <coughs> I will say that. Mm, so you can see it one of two ways. I I err on the. This is going to sound really racist. So I'm going to sound like Brian for a change, everyone. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I have been so good. You have been, me. but I needed you know everyone. It's all right. Long. I'm okay. I'm here so, for you. There. Does, has anyone seen the um, the uh, Marvel uh, motion comic for Black Panther? No. no. Okay, I, it was it was on BET for a while, and and when they show and depict 
you know, Wakanda and Storm, like everyone's like these really like cool, strong characters. But anytime they depict so like a white person, they they they're almost there, but they just don't get it. And um, at times when you see aspects of you know Steve Trevor's crew, they're putting on this. I'm, I'm literally just send all your hate mail to Brian at Playboy. <laughs> Whoa. Um, oh, honey. It comes across as this like minstrel show because like, you know, to people of color in this, you know, like in the theater, I know and you know that I don't act like this. But how am I going to get past this German guard? I'm going to affect, you know, this role because they think, you know, oh, you know, here's this foreigner doesn't understand how the world works it's you know the way people will um you know look at people who are deaf or people who english is their second language and it's broken like they're broken english and you're like oh like you know you know there's this person who doesn't comprehend this and the other meanwhile this person was a like a neurosurgeon in their like native lands and i think some at times it came across as that and you know, when it was at its nuance, it came across as that. You mean the Scotsman being all pissed drunk and singing? And no, the Scots Scots are. I've never met a sober Scotsman. <laughs> wow. No, it's more never. like with the driver, the actor. Exactly. Like he yes. just harped yeah. on what you thought. What you thought of him, he was just showing you yeah. Yeah, to get away exactly. with what he needs to get away with. But most of the time, I said at times at its most nuanced, it felt really smart, and at times they're just like. So he's got a feather in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so you hey, don't one construction worker start short of those people. <laughs> so the Indian character, uh, a Blackfoot trickster named Nappy, a demigod who was a uh, like a trickster figure. So that's that's and I guess the character was originally written as Nappy, but like he really played that up and took that on. So, okay. Yeah. So you, you know, there may be layers, but sometimes what you intend and what people get out of it are two different things. Oh yeah, that's and a, what matters is, especially in in a visual media, where the majority rules. I, I, I don't mean to say it like that, um, but it's the only way I can convey it. What we see and get out of a film is what happens. Yeah, and you know you can have author's intent. You can argue author's intent, right? You know, it's not the, the original done. material; it's the subjective experience. Exactly, yeah, I know what you're saying. What did you think of? This is very important and very deep. David Thewlis's mustache. Given that Ares, when he is cast out, still had that stash. <laughs> I mean, you got to give the movie credit; they didn't. They kept the stash. Like I, I would have. I was surprised. I mean, I thought it was a little silly. All I saw was the professor from Hogwarts. Oh yeah, that's right. The whole time I forgot about that. And that the was the minute show, I'm like, oh, he was in Harry Potter. That was a great role. <laughs> and the whole movie, I was like, oh, Ares was in Harry Potter. <laughs> I completely forgot because I'm used to Thulis from way back when he was younger and played all these crazy indie like British roles. No, he's Lupin. Yeah, no, 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 that totally, totally. Yeah. Thank you, thank forgot. You. Just I'm like, he's forgot. got. A, it's like, well. Full moon's coming. Either gonna turn into Aries or a werewolf. And keeping the stash either way. Um, additional, uh, very important, at least for me, the music. Um, I've been listening to it a lot because I actually really like that little violin, electric guitar, whatever the hell that instrument is. Yes. 
Nice. That was really well done. Thank now, you. what I have I'll realized. I listen to it when I run. Oh, that's, I can see that. What I have absolutely realized is that score is Gladiator mixed with Batman, both of which are Hans Zimmer soundtracks. Bat Not that Batman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what I am trying to say. Rest in peace, Prince. Oh, is the music, as much as it, it, I enjoyed it, is totally recycled Hans Zimmer nonsense. And it wasn't Hans Zimmer. It was like Gregson Williamson or Greg something. Anyway, I'm pointing this out because modern soundtracks. No. Modern soundtracks are derivative and awful most of the time. And this, even though it did motivate you to run, and I listen to it, and I probably speed when I listen to it. It's derivative and it's like. And your Chevy Bolt? (laughs) Girl, you need to come ride with me sometime. That thing has good pickup. I'm not even kidding. I I would never know. You've got to come. My mother used to call that get up and go. (laughs) A little pep in your step. She still calls it that. So what uh, what have we left off? I think we've hit a lot. Um, Do we want to talk about the boat? Because the boat. I hate the boat. Here's my thing. You love Zelda. How can you love the King of Red Lions? As I don't. Boat. I don't like Wind Waker. You don't like Wind Waker. I don't. He's, he's no. Crazy. He's crazy. I, I do like. The, I actually do like the boat. The boat yeah, was probably my only saving grace from you. it. Yeah. But the boat didn't have a giant lion's head on it that was talking to Steve and Diana. So who was steering when they were both sleeping? Exactly. When the the whole premise of that was to have that one joke of, "Are you not going to sleep with me?" Like the rest of that dialogue could have been had with him sitting on the side and talking to her. But they had to have this whole thing of like, are you not going to sleep with me? And then they're on a sailboat. It's a magic boat. Bitch, it's not a goddamn magic boat. And it's overnight, and boat. then they show up in oh, England. And London. Grandma is staring at... Yeah, it. Was <laughs> the, the ocean is not a character in this movie. <laughs> so Themis- this is not Moana. Themyscaria must be basically right off the coast of what? Spain? Uh, England? Like... Italy. It you, was know, you know, sometimes but, when you think of Atlantis, they're just like, and Atlantis, smack dab in the middle of the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean, like really, like it's like halfway. Mm. But then on top, but then on top of that, how do no other boats? Like if if Steve Trevor's plane can just penetrate the the veil, and then um, the Germans are coming after him, and they're like, my hand is now in paradise. Now it's in dreary, you know, war. Like, how did no other boats fucking just roll through? Like, they didn't. Hey. You don't know if they fought. I mean, you don't know. You know. You they never ask what happened to the yeah, boy, exactly. baby. You didn't go, excuse me, Apollo. Shit's never happened before, girl. Well, well what is interesting <laughs> But their reaction to it is that it hadn't. It's a finer point, but what is interesting is if you watch the German battleship, when it is coming in, it is seemingly fine. When it gets under the barrier, it starts to sink. Yeah, so there does there does and... seem to be some kind of an interesting reaction, whether it's his plane or the boat or whatever. To, to that barrier. It's not just you poke through. It seems to like screw up your something. So I'm just saying. I still don't like that boat. I don't. That scene. That took me out of it. Um, what about little, little Diana falling off the, the ledge was the worst CGI I've adorable. ever seen in my life. No, I don't care about that. That's fine. <laughs> but it looked like I filmed it in this in this house in front of a green screen. And with my no knowledge of how to do a background, like a green screen um, removal, like it was the most disjointed. All I heard is, Pat, throw that little girl off a mountain. <laughs> Good luck on catching her. <laughs> I will say that as much as I do agree with that scene being a little badly composited, 
I was so happy for all the little girls out there who were watching this film with their parents or whatever and being so empowered to see young Prince Princess Diana. Like that is such Wanting a young it's, Prince. It's, it's young like Prince. when Ray <laughs> with with his big with his big mullet purple outfit and high heels as a little Lord. girl. <laughs> it is like when Ray was introduced in Star Wars or even maybe Princess Leia or any really strong female role and then all of the little girls that want to be that for Halloween. And little boys. And little boys. That's true. You're not wrong. I absolutely feel like this year. And little children who don't have a gender identity. That's very true, too. I am very excited for this Halloween because I expect to see a lot of wonder people. Well, let me tell Okay. I just have to. We did Wonder Woman Day at the comic shop. Oh, yes. All right. And, you know, we had a lot of girls come in, stuff like this. But this little boy came in and he was running around. And his father, you know, I gave him the, we had the cardboard cut out of the tiara and the, bracelets he put it on his son because wonder woman was oh. his son's favorite and the pride that that father showed watching his son running around pretending he's wonder woman i my heart melted yep just to see that yeah. that man was proud because yep. his son loved wonder beautiful woman. parenting done right mm-hmm. yeah. exactly no. no and that that scene i had no problem with that scene i thought it was a great scene yeah, yeah. i got so thrown when i'm watching that and it's it, again it's I nitpick because the overall movie I didn't have a problem with, but it was so jarring for me to like watch that background because it was, it almost felt like two completely different, like it, it was just like two different textures. Right. One, like the background was fuzzy and, and she was so sharp that it was such a stark contrast to it. We did see it. it in 3D as well and they did the Themyscira in a way that did look like, like another layer too. That may have made it worse. Uh, I, it, I don't know, but it was, um, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. Um, the boat, the fashion show, oh. I felt like was such a horrible trope that did not need to be in there. I love period pieces. The fashion shows. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. It's so cute. For such a like female empowerment thing, it just felt like, like, I get certain lines from it about her, you know, like how do you fight in this? But it just felt like it felt like a rom com trope thrown in. To have that little bit of banter Did you hear with 80s music going a little <laughs> bit, there's a montage but to, for it to then lead to that like God, Steve <laughs> for Diana and Steve to then have that moment afterwards to be right. like, oh look at you, like yeah. right. it felt it felt like a rom com trope. It in that, it's totally a little Pygmalion, but it, did, there. It, I mean, it wasn't needed in yeah, that no, in no. this movie. Like there, I will say this though, as much as I agree, it, it kind of did take away from that empowerment. It was a lighter moment, and the, one of the problems we have with DC right now is their movies are super serious, and they don't have those lighter moments. I'm not saying they're great lighter moments, but anything is so nice as a leavening but agent. But you can have that like that moment with them, that lighter moment with them, without all of that No, no, to you it, totally could. Where but, you, you know, yeah. they, they get there, she goes off... And like you come back and she has she this new cream. outfit on and oh, uh, her ice that. cream. That, Love the ice cream. She but, loves the ice cream, period. But, but that's the thing. Like like stuff like that I found awesome. Like that did bring a level of lightness and airiness to to an otherwise really depressing movie universe. But and World War One is kind of depressing. Too. Well, yeah. Well, it, it, it just there were certain pieces to it that I was just like. Mm, but what it's ab- it's my it's my how did ego what know about, how to make himself a human? What about uh, Diana's uh, surface? I was like the tablet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this goes back to this goes back to this is I think like my final really like, nitpicky part of the movie. 
um, the whole setup of the the construct of of Bruce sending her the original picture, like having a courier to uh, to the Louvre and 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 all Which of I this. I love Diana Prince as like an art historian. That's yes. a great new thing. I love. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, after she has her flashback and apparently has been sitting there for two hours, just staring off into space, and nobody was like. Hey, you gonna do some work? Are we having, going to lunch? She's having her Pepperidge Farm moments. <laughs> but <laughs> glad you enjoyed she that. Remembers. <laughs> Diana Prince remembers. Aww, that's okay. I'm happy I made Eric laugh. Um, when when all that was done and she takes a new she puts the picture away and she has her like her big computer right there and can't email back and then has to pull her surface her surface over to type a, a response email or to, to email bruce back i'm like first that off that could have been a special one between her and bruce so it's just secret that's exactly i'm like come I on said. how much did microsoft so, have to put uh, put oh, into this movie to, to have bruce that a lot of money for this mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was all, humorous to see um wonder woman send batman an email that was funny mm-hmm. And that's something new. But. All I saw in my head was the end of every episode of Sex in the City. Ah! <laughs> Just strangely appropriate. I don't know. I remember the days that Steve and I. <laughs> and then I had to wonder, was was Aries going after everybody but me at that time? <laughs> like, you know, it, it just... It, I swear it felt like and then with the voiceover like it totally felt like the end of an episode of Sex and the City and I was like I don't know how I feel about this is like that, it just that included the part where Sarah Jessica Parker like leaps, leaps out, out oh. and they freeze frame <laughs> as she's leaping out yes. into the scene yes. like whatever like what we're assuming yeah. there we go now, one right? last nitpick thank you for for, for bringing up the jumping you're welcome and I know Oral you 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 when we talked about this uh, after that we saw the movie you you helped uh, you added some extra bits into this when she goes across no man's land first off they have machine guns pointed and are ready to shoot as soon as they see anything fucking machine guns all firing so nobody can get out of there and they're all like starving to death and nobody can get past this area this bitch comes up and then they start shooting one bullet at a time out of a machine gun out of multiple machine guns, it one bullet dramatic. at a time. Bullets and bracelets. Bullets but, and bracelets. But then don't tell me that there's like tons of machine guns firing on well, them. They could turned around and thought that one, one bullet was going to kill a woman. Two machine guns really will but pin anybody down. They were firing on anybody. There were women and children. Like it was. They were firing ev- on any man. Well, there's a whole no there's a whole <laughs> front of of this across the whole thing and so there would be multiple vectors of shooting at her at the same time that's what so. the the shield is for yeah remember no, she did. had the bracelets and the but when she well, when she felt, deflected the mortar well no that, it could be that just blew like, up five feet away from her but yet did not affect her at all my nor did it is, get a speck of dirt on yeah, her she never no. got dirty didn't she never got her. dirty no no dirt very little blood and too that's, and that's well, it's my, like the Wolverine syndrome yeah exactly well, that well, is my issue blood. she is a god though yes thank you <laughs> my, my, that's my issue with this movie is that you know they put her in the trenches 
and like she never got dirty. No. And she she could have. This woman has served in the armed forces. Yeah. She knows what getting dirty mm-hmm. is like. She, well, she crashes. Got a little dirt in her hair after she crashes. She crashes a goddamn like an entire building yeah. down yeah. around her. And no she, she walks no out and she's no like she's like I'm in a Pantene Pro V commercial I right now. I don't know if you know this Pat, but you're not fully clean unless you're zestful. <laughs> oh my. Thank you for that. But seriously, like, it, and it's 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 little things like that that I look at and I see, and I, I just ha- I have a nitpicky eye anyway, and maybe it's because of just who I am. Maybe it's because of what we do. But but again, it's nitpicking. It's not a matter of like right. I don't want anybody to like finish this episode and go, oh god, Pat hated that movie. Why do you talk so much shit about it? But the, now they're gonna I, see it and go, oh yeah, I agree with that. Exactly. It's really bothering. But well, and and I was I was almost hoping, and you know, because since you uh, since you stole. Glenn Weldon's uh, analysis of there shouldn't have been an Aries at the end of the movie. Oh, was that Glenn's that thing? Was Glenn okay, thing. I knew somebody Glenn said thing. that. I couldn't remember. Thank um, you, Glenn. It was lovely. I was, ho- I was hoping that he would have done a little more nitpicking because he has such but a history with he it. He loved it. No, and no, I no. Think the, the, the cap- and this is just true for m- most people. The more you enjoy something, the less critical you will be. The more passes you give, the more passes for, you give. Absolutely, no, no, no. You'll see things and go, oh, okay, yeah. You're just that, enjoying that it whatever, so much. But. Yeah, absolutely. Trust me, I know. I have the biggest filter in the world for Doctor Who. I give it so many passes that I get into I arguments. I haven't watched this most recent season. It's so good to see oh. things haven't changed. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so glad I could bring that up while Eric was here. No idea how to make Pull that. Pull that TARDIS dildo out of your ass. <laughs> Longtime listeners should go back into the feed and find any time we talk about Doctor Who with Eric on the you show. You don't have that long. Just realize it was every episode. Every episode. <laughs> so I have one more topic that I feel like we have to at least address. And only because it's bullshit and controversial. So many, many people, and by many I mean at least two people I know, were having issues with the fact that Wonder Woman's whole red, white, and blue thing did not come from America. And how how dare they take this classic American blah, 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 and make her like a citizen of the world? And, and, and does this talk to our international liberal elitist bullshit, bullshit? Right wing crazy. First off, the two people you're talking about are crazy fucking right wing like I'm nut not jobs. Right. They're not. I, are like, they also lock cabin Republicans? Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, Wait, no. I know. I know at least one person who he's referring to, and no, no yeah. um, he looks like a Koopa Trooper after you knock the shell off of them, and he walks around just you know with that, that, <laughs> that wobble. Yeah, well, and that jaw, like his face, uh, like but, okay. from the side, it, it oh, looks Lord. like a Koopa Trooper. So yes, but my thing is okay. I, I'll let y'all. I'm just gonna say this one piece. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had the best video of all time. Um, Do they not fucking realize that other countries use the fucking colors red, white, and blue in their flag, and the fact that we don't fucking... Like, there's no trademark or copyright on red, white, and blue being American colors. Certainly not France or Britain. Right. They don't use well, no right. Cuba, <laughs> Puerto Rico. Cuba, like, Puerto Puerto Rico. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it kills me that people are like red, white, and blue means America. Well, now yeah, I will well, say, shut the fuck up. The roots of Wonder Woman do the colors do come from America. That yes, is, but cool. but it, even in the Linda Carter, it was like I'm giving you the colors so you're accepted. So you notice that you're there to help them, yes. not that you're American. Right. Well, that's true. That's, that's true, too. That's the thing. That's she's true not. Too. She's, she's not. She's, 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 she's a not. god. She's, she's a goddamn illegal alien. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost make the case that that's true. Superman is actually more American because he was raised in Kansas. Right. He's still, and he's an actual illegal alien. He is actually illegal. But um, 
I guess I bring this up again just because people are annoying and talk about this, but like historically, Wonder Woman is rooted in America. This is true. In this movie, she does not go to America. This is also true. Why is that a problem? That's my question. I have no problem with that at all. I would much rather see Wonder Woman as a citizen of the world living in France, having fun uh, croissants and baguettes and solving crimes as an art historian. I love that. I think that's great. So I have no problem with it. I could. Th- I feel that maybe that's why I love Brian Azzarello's run so much because she wasn't in America. She was in London the whole time. That's right. Yeah. You know, she wasn't part of the uh, the U.S. and part of Washington D.C. and Diana Prince, and he took that all away from her. And I thought that was dynamic. What was the name of this the agency she worked for in the show? IADC. Thank you. I just watched an episode last night, girl. <laughs> I I think that you know. When I went to college, like the biggest thing that our, like my school tried to, and I will say this: I went to a liberal arts school, Rollins College. Yeah, I didn't want to say, but okay, Um, it's a good school. It's a good school. Yeah, I love it. They they talk about globalization because we live in a, in a globalized world, and a newer generation. I, I mean. You can't you can't see yourself as just one country. That doesn't make sense anymore. It's why unless you know, you're a so nationalist. Many people, yeah, it's Ugh. why so many people fought so hard after so many decades to create the European Union. Why it was such a big issue when England left, even though they begged, begged Scotland to stay during that referendum, begged them to stay. That's true. Because we know that. We are in this together. There is no longer a, it takes, you know, days, weeks, months to get a, a message from one continent to another. It happens in an instant. You know, these ideals can't just be American. They have to be global ideas. Otherwise, we're going to fail as a species. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the lizard centaur people to take over. No. <laughs> oh, the lizard. Wait, what is that a reference? The to? lizard centaur people. That's a combination. Look, we're living in Mad Max times. Anything is possible. Did a Lionel and Elizabeth have a baby? Ooh. I beat Ooh. my first Lionel, and I was really mad that his like the drops weren't that great. I used a lot to take that bitch down. Did sure. you take a picture of it at least? I did. Did you okay, get a selfie good. with like your little? I didn't take, but you gave me a hook, some guts, and a spear. That's only thirty. Lino guts are useful. I, I don't know what to use them. In. You'll use them later. I'll try to bake them in a cake. No, <laughs> don't. Yeah. No. My issue with, and it, it, this is with criticism across the board, and it's always like the loudest voices, the ones that criticize things like this, um, that have like slammed Secret Empire that like just basically are just like this is horrible tend to be the people who have no knowledge of what the actual source material is yeah that's true so at least in my case at least the one person i know who you're referring to i'm sure doesn't know any of this stuff but is sitting there going america yeah like it's america america fuck yeah yeah. that's right because america owns all super well, but the, but that's the thing. Like it's it's a matter of like the people that are sitting there. She what? She's not representing them red, white, and blue. These aren't Wonder Woman fans. These aren't people that are reading this that no, know like right. all of like this backstory. But they're gonna sit there and bitch moan and complain. And at this point, I'm like, <sighs> fuck them. I'm not giving them a voice anymore. Like it, you do some research, read a fucking book, 
Wikipedia that shit and and read about it, and then maybe you'll have some knowledge and not make these stupid ass comments anymore. And I think from a practical perspective, see their their whole thing is it's like this movement to deprive America as this, as its identity and all that. I think from a more practical perspective, it's to make a movie that sells well internationally. And there are many countries where you don't want to see American superheroes trouncing all over all over other countries. Right. They kind of have a thing about that being a little too much and they don't like it. But the so, thing is, our movies don't have to be with the people that have that opinion or, or have that, that voice and are so vocal about it. Are, are so narrow-minded and, and ass-backwards in the thing that it has to be America first. Right. No, no, like, no. Right. They don't see the real You have a reasons. global fucking perspective, and this isn't something that is just is going to be playing in your living room. It is an American-made movie that is English-speaking, and it has a lot of American culture in it, even if it's not in America. So it's American enough. Because it's England, and where did we get most of our culture from? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. still, that's, that's it true. still doesn't but need I mean, to be okay. America first. But even like after the Linda Carter thing and to make her accepted in America, and then George Perez took her and made her an ambassador. That's right. To make her an ambassador at the UN that she is her own country. She's from mm-hmm. someplace else. That was in the 80s, right? And then, yeah, in mm-hmm. the 80s. And then... Now they even took away for Superman fighting for truth, justice in the American way. It's well, that gets under their craw too. Let me tell you. You know, it, it's a. Just, I think that's what Brian's trying to say, and I, I have to agree with him that they're just trying to make a hero for everybody, yeah. and not it's just America. Yeah. No, exactly. So it is by intent, but it is not to diminish America as much as to share her or them with everybody. Right. Which, which, which you said it, Eric. That it was like, no, America made all superheroes. Exactly. <laughs> They, don't come from they do uniquely <laughs> export them. It's it's not untrue. Um, anything else exciting about the movie? I think that I want to see Diana in The Handmaiden's Tale. I just want to <laughs> oh, see her kick can, fucking ass. Seriously, I love that. I idea. watch it. And I would just can, love to see a smack in the middle of it. <laughs> now, I've put things out. This I've put things like this out into the universe before, and they have not always paid out. Would somebody listening to our show, who is creative? Write either a little comic of this or oh, a little sh- little slash fiction. I don't care what form it takes. If you have the budget, and you want to make a little short film, go for it. But that is brilliant. That I, I want I, every to see time that. I watch, I get so angry. But I revenge Diana porn, just coming in the middle of this and kick a fucking ass. Whoa, watch out! You do what now? Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great idea. Diana and Gilead, go go for free. We will not even ask for a credit on this. Eric might later, but. We just want to see it. Anything I do. else? I do. No? You guys good? So thank you, Eric. I would, I'd totally be down to see that. That would be so much fun. I just, I just love having Eric back on the show. It was so, so nice to be here. I really much. miss you guys. We're gonna drag you back out of the closet every now and again. I assume that's where you're living these days. Yeah, know. well, you know. No. The business woman now. Girl, help! Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm working, girl. Now, oh, you Melanie are. Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> The hardest working home show business, girl. One day I'm going to achieve just like you. Uh, Don't, girl. So (laughs) if you have any questions for Eric or anyone on the show, you can find us on flameonshow.com. All of our social media links are there. Emails. We love getting emails. We've had a couple. We got the next full cast. We got to dig those up. Black listeners. Hey. Heads oh, up, boy. Here we go. know that you have to show up and show out for Black Panther. If you don't see it within the first 72 hours of its debut, you instantly lose your black card and what? you have to go against the tribunal. Uh, <laughs> is it the living tribunal? No. No, dead, dead, dead. I, I want you to know. <laughs> I want the three faces. I, have, I washed it today because it's hand wash only. 
I have a dashiki. Oh, nice. I didn't know it's that. See, I'm sorry. Part- I picture him more like Eric the Badu with the beard. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's, my dashiki is only the foundation of what I'm going to see Black Panther in. Okay. Y'all ain't ready. Can we do this as like a live blog thing? Sure. I really... But this I have to amazing. see it opening night, or maybe I could get a preview night. You might be a preview, preview for this. So, if you want to see Oral in it, is it Dashiki? Dashiki, yeah. I always say it wrong. Aaron has one, too. He got his from Africa. He, uh, he was on a mission. He He's actually helped mission. people. Oh, that's He really, actually helped people. Aaron, you know, Aaron does not let on about his good good things that he's done, but he does has done a because lot of He tried to steal me a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron at a comic shop, um, but no, seriously, we'd love to hear from you Don't guys. Don't email him; I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Don't email Aaron. If oh, you find him on Bleeding Cool. If you are very interested in what we're talking about and you want to hear more, if you join Patreon, I just found out from Cap earlier today that the LGBT panel that we did at Heroes Con a couple weeks ago, which had some great comic queer comic creators, including uh, uh, T. Franklin, who did Bingo Love a forthcoming queer uh, story about two elderly uh, people of color, queer people of color who get back together after being uh, separated when they were younger. And they meet both times when they're playing bingo, which is like a bingo. It is, I have the thing I'll show you. It's really great. T is amazing. Um, That panel is going to be on Patreon as a subscriber benefit what that means is if you subscribe to patreon i think it's as low as like a dollar a month or something you can get access to that type of content and much more so really if you've ever thought about subscribing you're like well what's the point there is going to be more flame on content we're working on some ideas to try to give you some stuff back um, and of course we appreciate donations from ron every now and again thank Hi, you ron, ron. We love i'm you. sorry i forgot you were in california Oh, oh, that part of California. Speaking of California, I will be in San Diego for San Diego Comic-Con. Ooh. Our dearest and also long not been on the show, The Question, a.k.a. Joshua Yale. He's Shut doing up, great Oral. things. He is doing great things. In fact, <laughs> he is invited me to host an LGBT panel at Comic-Con. That's awesome. So I will be there. Please tell him I said hello. Of course. Thursday night or and Thursday say with, evening. And say it with all the shade that Oral would. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. You know hello. It's not my fault. Hey, bitch. I just, I'm, I'm shady by nature. So when I'm not, oh. it still comes across as insincere. Is that like you, some is, people I know. Is that your new R&B group? Shady, shady by, by nature. Shady by nature. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I need that. <laughs> if, if you would like to do an artist rendering of this new group, I think that'd be a great little. Remember, I'm Dina. I'm in front. Oh, First and foremost. What was that, Effie? I'll be honest, it. What was that, Effie? You know what? You could be the Kelly of the group, or you could be Michelle. Listen. Keep talking. <laughs> so if you are going to be at San Diego Comic Con Thursday evening, come to the LGBT panel. Cena Grace, Christopher Anka, and a couple additional panelists. Uh, we will have a Facebook event just like we did for the Charlotte event. And we will try to get some content back from it. But the only way to be sure you're going to hear it is to actually be there in person. So please come check it out. And then find me at the con. I'll be there all weekend hanging out with fabulous people. Uh, It should be a lot of fun. And New York, we can now confirm that we will be hosting another live recording of Flame On at Rock Bar on the Tuesday before Comic-Con, which is, I believe, the first uh, first week of October. Uh, so if you are going to the New York Comic Con, 
Is that what they call it? I think that's what they call it. NYCC. You just have to come up a couple days early, and you can come check out Flame On Live at Rock Bar. Last year, we had Ophira Eisenberg from NPR's Ask Me Another. Uh, we had uh, Christopher Cummins, uh, Bill Zanowitz from Comic Bears and Sci-Fi Explosion. Uh, irrespectively, reverse that. Um, and Ariel Italic, who I think it's long past time we should talk to her again, having now just finished the RuPaul season nine. Yep. So please, like... Look forward to some conversations. We will be talking about season nine in its entirety, I think, in an upcoming episode. Uh, I will also. I just, can attest to that. I just want to throw out a quick also note. Uh, we, we saw Sasha Valor last night. I'm so bitter. I was dying of the consumption at you, work. You. Ser- seriously. Like, I'm sorry, at home. I was at home, not okay. at work. I'm so used to just dying at work. <laughs> Sasha was so amazing in person. She actually, and if you didn't know this, I don't blame you. A lot of people miss this. She is a cartoonist. She did several comics based on her character of Sasha Velour. And one of those is in the queer with reverse E's as threes Mm -hmm. anthology uh, that came out a few years ago. And I actually got it from Amazon because I may have only had a review copy. And I had her sign it. And she was so excited that somebody knew about that and brought it to the to the show because i guess was very important for her conceptualizing who sasha valor is so she was very very excited and there is i believe a future in her as a cartoonist not just like conceptually but i think she's interested in doing that in the future so if you didn't already love sasha enough she is gay and geeky and a and a queer cartoonist and so i'm so excited for whatever comes of that so that's it. Flame on show again.com. Flame on show on Facebook. Flame on podcast on Twitter. Why? Because podcasts are so cool. They Actually, are. we just didn't have yeah, the right. proper communication in the beginning. Yeah, that's all right. And so now it's two separate things. It's different. Which that's you right. never forget to remind me. <laughs> I didn't point out to you. I just said, you know. You know what? Dragon's New Spandex is now called All Queens and Me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You know, I was about to register the domain for that because that was the other conversation. She freaking loved that idea. She's like, that is my thing. That's right, Wonder Woman. Oh, fine. We have, like, there's like 14 tangents I need to pull out of this episode. This is a Wonder Woman episode. You know what? I gave you Patreon stuff. <laughs> Don't complain. <laughs> I still got to dig up Club Oral. <laughs> oh, my God. All Stop right. it. Fine. We're done. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdy show, you can fund the whole Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. 
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.